astrological week this week. So busy that there are going to be two episodes of the podcast, <clears throat> this one, and one posted directly after it tomorrow. So uh, first up this week, we have Gemini Brown's weekly astro forecast, letting you know what's going to be going on uh, with the planets and how you can best handle this energy. Um, we also have a talk that I did with the Renaissance mystic following Gemini Brown's forecast about remaining humble. And we are under the influence of the sun combust Venus. This direct alignment of Venus with the sun almost makes it seem as if Venus is invisible. The sun has somewhat taken it over. So we talk about some of the themes that come up with that so you don't want to miss that. And next episode that's getting posted tomorrow, I have a full moon in Aquarius chat and chill with a wonderful writer and astrologer who goes by the name of Man of the Houses. And him and I just sat down and had some astro chat and really talked about a lot of the different ins and outs that we love about astrology. So you want to make sure you check that out tomorrow. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. As always, shout out to all the Leo celebrating birthdays this week. Pay close attention to this energy as it will be with you all year. So, this week we got, it's like a, this is reminiscent to like a heat wave. You know, it's summer. And you know when it's just a, a, a block of time where the, the temperature is just 90 degrees and up. You don't get any cool days in between. This is what this week uh, feels like. Uh, a lot of energy shifting going on. Not only do we have planets going direct and retrograde and changing signs, but we have a full moon this week as well. So let's start with the energy shifts at the beginning of the week. So today, on this day, we have Jupiter stationing back direct after spending months retrograde. And then we have Uranus now going retrograde. And then we have Mercury finishing up its transit of cancer again, still in shadow, but going back into the sign of Leo. So let's try to like put this together, you know, because we, we have one planet going retrograde and one coming back direct from being retrograde. So we always got to keep in mind what retrogrades are about, which is reflection, reorientation, inner repairs. Think of it as like that. Using this particular energy that is retrograde and, you know, facilitating it through your insides and, and working with it, you know, letting, letting the inner affect the outer. So we're going to have Uranus now going within. And this is, you know, this is pretty good because Uranus, while direct, can 
you know, cause a lot of unpredictable uh, things to happen. So what I want you to do is I want you to just go back this year. This uh, You could go for the, the calendar year or you could go for the astro year. Just look at the role of Uranus in your life, okay? How has it been playing out? How have you used it to your advantages? And, you know, how can you use it better? And then what things through, you know, um, unpredictable events or, you know, just um, being eccentric and embracing something new, did it teach you, okay? So really evaluate that energy. And during this retrograde period, seek to reorient that energy, how you use that energy within your life. If, if it's working pretty well for you, definitely, you know, keep that going. I'll say this for myself. I feel as though um, during this particular year, these, these last months, six months, whatever you want to call it, zodiac and calendar year, I feel like I've, you know, become much more balanced or better with my use of technology, particularly social media. You know, there were times where I'm still not a social media person, but I found the balance between, you know, um, me using it and it using me, okay? Uh, there was a time when, you know, when I just had too much, I would just deactivate my stuff and not interact with it at all. But like I said, I've particularly found how, you know, I can use it to my advantage without it having any negative effects upon me, you know? And I arrived at this through trial and error, okay? So you, how this goes, you wanna look what Uranus represents in general. And for me, it, it is technology. And I think, you know, overall it is technology and, you know, social media. And then you link it towards the personal significance within your life. It's also, you know, our higher genius. Um, that, that a particular talent that, you know, we may not necessarily identify with because we don't own up to it. It also represents groups of people, you know, and I'll, I'll use myself as, as an example again. I'm an astrologer, I'm a, I'm a poet, you know, I'm an educator. These are all different uh, phases or, or facets of your Uranian energy at work within my life, okay? So think about that. Use that time to, you know, really feed that energy and see how you can use it to your benefit. Now, we have Jupiter going back direct. And like I said, I always enjoy Jupiter retrogrades. I feel like it's a planet that doesn't really do any harm while um, retrograde because it is naturally like a, a philosophical you know, planet. So it, it does well within reflection and gain wisdom during that time. So with it now direct, it's about gathering everything that you've learned. How, how have you changed? You know, and I've, all, I've been telling you guys to pay attention to the Jupiter-Neptune square all year and, and, you know, seeing how that particular uh, aspect has manifested. You know, what unconscious thing holds you back from living your truth? What is the role of excess or escapism within your life, you know? And just through, you know, my interactions with, you know, people and things like that, a lot of people out there are going through it. But it's also a time, you know, Jupiter retrograde where people were able to, you know, start forming habits to overcome, you know, those particular things in their life. 
So really take a look at what you learned over that time and now it's, it's about putting it into action. I give an example. If over this time you've eliminated certain things from your, your let's say your diet or just your, your daily routine, whatever habits that you felt were holding you back from being in sync with yourself and living to you know, your full potential, what happens when Jupiter goes back direct is you will be tested. You will be tested by the outside world, okay? So let's just say it was like alcohol or something like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drink alcohol. And, and while Jupiter was retrograde, you know, you, you started to, to hold true to, to this thing, right? And you're two months in, Jupiter's now direct. It's a social time. You're gonna come across, you know, somebody who's they may rather than where you said before, like, no, I'm not drinking anymore, and you know, nobody pressures you, you may run into a situation where you have an inner craving to, and then the outside source kind of pushes more than it pushed before. The only thing you have to do is to make a decision about should I go against my truth or should I continue to follow that? And basically you have to use exercise wisdom. What knowledge do I have about this situation? How has my life changed using this thing versus not using it? It's, it's really that simple. It's, it's nothing concrete, you know, and then for others, you know, it's gonna be another thing that can change for some is your aptitude for, you know, particular things, right? Jupiter always appeals to our desire for learning and especially so in the Sagittarius. So maybe while it was retrograde, you didn't have much of that urge. You were focused on other things. That can now return, okay? Um, so really pay attention to these major energy shifts. So it's really a week of self-awareness. Pay close attention to how you feel. What have you been doing that you know yourself could be communicating with you I don't want to do that anymore. Is this for your better or is this for your worst? And then being a star watcher, you want to look at why. Which which one of these energies is affecting me right now, okay? So then we got Mercury going back into the sign of Leo. And you know I love Mercury within Leo and fire because it's dynamic, it's expressive. So um, uh, Mercury ruled people are really going to you know, feel the effects of this as well as people, you know, with uh, planets around these particular degrees, okay? So, um, whatever fog you were in during the, the retrograde, that can really start to clear up now and, you know, you're kind of getting back into a regular flow. Communications can, you know, be improved and, you know, things like that. But, um, like I said, it's Whenever Mercury is in Leo, it's always a time to express and say what we feel. So if you've been holding on to things from the retrograde, although Mercury is still in the shadow, you know, just follow your intuition about when and how to, you know, express yourself. Check your personal, you know, transits and things like that. If you, you know, have that Mercury as well as your own Mercury and just overall good aspects, it may be a good time to express yourself. So don't hesitate. All right. Uh, then we're gonna move on to this full moon. This full moon is a real particular uh, interesting one 
because uh, it's very active with a lot of aspects going on. So the, the, the first thing I want to talk about here with this full moon is that I want you guys to pay attention to the, the dance between Sun and Venus. Sun and Venus are extremely close right now. They've been conjunct a while and this little pattern is going to continue for a while. And always understand that conjunctions are points where the planets are merging. They're, 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 they're unified, okay? They're moving in one accord. They're symbolizing new beginnings, okay? So for many people, you could have attracted a new interest, romantic interest into your life, or maybe it's just, you know, uh, a friend or someone you feel very strongly about, okay? And, or an important relationship that is bringing out, you know, your inner uh, creativity or, you know, somebody that you're looking up to, that you're learning from, they're displaying, displaying qualities that you want to embody. So a lot of meaningful relationships are being formed right now. Now, also with this influence of Leo season and, and this conjunction, it's really about creating yourself, you know, um, feeling good. These days, we where we have more more of a, a, a lust for life. We want to feel good, we want to look good, and you know, we, we want to express ourselves. So, like I said before, make sure that you are taking advantage of this particular energy. I've had, you know, people come to me for readings that say, you know, I'm not actually feeling that way right now. And then, you know, if you go and look at the transits, the reason so is that, you know, you may have other things like, you know, uh, long-term transits um, really affecting you and then I'll lead that back to the chakra system and, and it being important to keep your chakras balanced and aligned okay but ultimately guys it's like I, I keep stressing this we don't the, the point of ha having this knowledge is to know thyself to take advantage of it we don't just allow the energy to do what it wants uh, with us. Yeah, it's going to be times where we feel down and, you know, we're not our best, but having awareness and understanding of that helps, okay? And then we therefore use, you know, find creative solutions around how we're feeling to improve that, okay? So it's a time of action, but Sun and Venus is, is a really good time right now. So pay attention to, you know, who you've attracted and what relationships are blooming and what you can learn from them and make sure you are pouring not just energy into that particular, you know, aspect, but yourself, all right? So, you know, self-love is important right now. So for this, this full moon, we have sun and moon together. That's going to be opposing the, the, the moon, and the moon's going to be in Aquarius. Now, with that, relationships are going to be highlighted because this is the axis of personal love, which is Leo, or romantic love with universal or collective love, love for one's group, okay? So all of this ties back into all these energy shifts with Uranus, ruler of Aquarius, now going, you know, retrograding, us really taking a look at who we are as an individual, you know, what our individual relationships are, and, you know, how we how we are accepted within society or how we project ourselves in society. Where are our groups? Or do we have enough groups that support the things that we are interested in, okay? And going back to Sun and Venus, if you if you don't have that, take some action to find it. You know, I just recommend someone ask, is there a way I can connect with other people outside of YouTube? 
you know that are like-minded like this. There are a ton of Facebook groups, people, um, with dozens and dozens of astrology groups, you know, metaphysical groups, all types of stuff, women empowerment, you know, men, alpha male stuff. You just have to go look for it, okay? So a lot of that is gonna be, you know, felt and, and displayed during this full moon. But one thing I wanna um, zero in it, zero in on is allowing space within relationships. Um, there's a quinquinux that's going to occur with the Sun, Venus, and Pluto. And the Mars quinquinux Pluto last week. And I, I think, you know, within relationships as a whole, last week we may have saw where they weren't so balanced, you know, like where they were lacking, okay? Um, and then not to mention Venus connected with Saturn, which always shows you the reality of things. So I think this week, you know, it's going to be another, you know, reminder. Maybe we'll see some red flags, but always keep in mind that the sign of relationships is Libra. And Libra is about balance. So this full moon is going to show us that we need balance between romantic love and platonic love. If your partner, if you have a partner and you, you find that your partner may be clingy or overly obsessed with you and things like that, you know, you just need more space, you got to communicate, right? And you have to take a look and, and think, why is my partner like this? Does my partner have, you know, other things outside of this relationship that boost their esteem? Are they cultivating creative, you know, um, their creative energy in other ways, all right? And then we can always look back to ourselves. So I think that's a really, really important thing to do this week, guys, is look at relationships and our balance within them. Are, are we being too possessive? And, and for others, this can be themes that come up. You may find that <clears throat> a partner is being a little possessive or clingy, but this is the time to express and, you know, find creative solutions, you know, for that. So encourage, you know, encourage your partner or your friend, you know, to, to seek out other other groups and things like that, you know, and, and understand that balance is key, okay? Now, there also with this, you know, because of the rising tension of what full moons represent, things can escalate. There can be arguments and they could turn possibly physical, okay? And there is just an air of sudden um, sudden happenings. Mercury will be getting closer to Uranus. So we want to be careful this week and we don't want to be overly dramatic because we still have this host of energy within the sign of Leo and we don't want to blow anything out of proportion. So for some people, when tempted this week, you will need to walk away, all right? So y'all, we got a jam-packed week. I think it's going to be really, the temperature is going to be raised up, all right? So let me know what's going on out there, all right? Uh, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. If you need to read it, holler at me. Till next time, peace.
So, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I'm your host, Lily Bish, back to talk with the lovely Renaissance Mystic. Say hey. Hey. <laughs> just be having combos that I feel <laughs> like are worthy of other people being included, even if you are not physically here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a collective thing. So there's so many people who are going to resonate. And for those who don't, that's perfectly fine too. You're going through your own experiences and you have other things that are taking focus. So... Yes, but if we can bring some sort of spark of any sort of info for you, something that encourages you, causes you to think, you know, that's that's what we... That do. is the goal, yes. Definitely goal, goal, goal. So, um, as we heard in the previous segment with what's going on with this week's astrology, it's just kind of an interesting freaking energy. Like, Venus is combust the sun. It'll be exactly combust tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yes. No, it's the 13th. It's today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm all off of my dates. But <laughs> basically, Venus conjuncts the sun. And, well, the sun, as we know, is still in Leo, where it's at home. And this energy, when the sun is this close to Venus, it, like, disappears. You can't see it because the sun is overpowering it. The sun, which is like ego, vitality, you know, your life force. It's like shining so brightly right with the with Venus that it's just like, does anybody really see Venus? It causes Venus to like kind of humble herself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh, yes. Mm-hmm. And Venus, of course, would represent, if we think of the two signs that it rules, that'll tell you two things off the bat. Taurus, so we're talking about money, (laughs) and then Libra relationships. So, like, with that kind of in mind, it's like this energy, bless you, promises us that we're going to need to, like, humble ourselves in some area. But... With the conjunctions that this is making also, too, because there's a lot of, first of all, there's a lot of Leo energy going on right now. You know, it's Sun conjunct Venus. Um, Mercury just moved back into Leo, but it's at the very early degrees of Leo. So it's at two degrees. Mars is in Leo at 27 degrees. So that's actually still technically not closely, but still working with this Sun energy. And Mars in Leo is all heart. I feel like a lot of us who are looking for changes in relationships or looking for changes in areas dealing with value, money, self-worth, these are all things to think about. You know, we're, we need to get attuned to something real quick. So if Venus is overpowering, I'm sorry, if the sun is overpowering Venus right now, it's almost like it's saying, hey, Venus, humble yourself. So I feel like that's what you have to do. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. There's a struggle with humbling yourself. And we are in a sun sign season that really is about standing out, that really is about being seen. Leo energy is dramatic. But in order to really embody Leo energy appropriately, I feel like you can't get counted. You have to balance. Yeah, or else you're going to be like, now you're just a show off. Everything becomes very paradoxical. 
you have to find a balance. Yep, just like you yeah. said. The balance, balance goes hand in hand with the word paradox. Yeah, it really it, does. The only way to reconcile a paradox is to balance. So, yeah, this is a great season to be seen and hype yourself up. And wouldn't I even say it's a great season? Leo season is good to like hype up your friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> people in general like everybody wants to be seen and to shine let people know you recognize them that's a positive thing to do you know oh yes it is and and you mentioned the word sacrifice earlier mm-hmm. and i and i think that that's a really it's a really good word because sometimes and this also falls under i i said that you know sacrifice is subjective to the person it yes. depends on how the person feels they're overextending themselves right sometimes if this is a really good season to amp your friends up, to show them some love, to be like, bitch, you're fabulous. Like, get, like, let's go, right? Some people might feel as if that can be too taxing for them. I don't have enough energy to amp myself up. How am I supposed to support somebody else? How am I supposed to give love and encouragement to somebody else? Right. And, and I think that that also comes hand in hand with the, you know, with the paradox. It's like, this is a really great season to love on yourself, love everybody around you, give everybody a chance to, to express themselves and to, to shine, but don't take it too far. Yeah, I would say limits, people. <laughs> limits. <laughs> especially especially yeah. since Venus is being overshadowed, you said. You know, Venus for me is also creative expression because when I think of Venus, I, I don't think of just a, a beautiful woman lying around having people tending to her, which is exactly what I would love in my everyday life. But like also somebody who facilitates artistic expression, someone who, you know, when you need somebody to pick out your curtains, you better ask a Venusian. You know what I mean? Like when you need somebody to figure out how to decorate your altar space or your, you know, your table in the hallway and you need some artwork for your house, like you better ask a Venusian, you know? So your creative expression might feel stifled and that may be stifled by something that's taking precedence over expression, something that's more out of duty. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Venus, of course, can represent how we love and appreciate beauty, but how can we appreciate that which is not created? Now, when you think of the power of Venus and Leo together, and Leo definitely is tied to creative from your heart. So (laughs) we're already under the influence of energy that I feel really should have us really truly doing genuine things. And I mean, that could go either way because aren't some people genuinely assholes? Yeah. You can genuinely be just about anything, but I think the spotlight that the sun is shining while it's at home on, you know, all of us right now, you're going to really see some shit. And honestly, Leo energy can be petty. Arrogant, too. (laughs) Arrogant, self-involved, petty, dramatic. And Leo, well... Shit starting. Leo has um, Virgo in its... uh, second house so if we look at the second house as like (laughs) you're like what makes you comfortable what you value Mm -hmm. isn't virgo petty virgo energy petty as fuck 
Like, yeah. It's yes, it is. Leo actually values that. At the same time, though, if we look at the other house, if we go the other way and look at Leo's 12th house, guess what Leo has there? Cancer. So they're (laughs) pretty sensitive. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And I think think that adds to their their pettiness. I think that the sensitivity in the house of, what, secrets and... Mm -hmm. Self-undoing. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, associated there. Passive aggressiveness. Hell yeah. So when when you think about that, for me, it's like you're secretly sensitive, and then you know your son is like, what? What are you gonna do? What are we doing here? Say what you gotta say so that I can act because I need I need to have a retort. I need to have I need to be dramatic. How am I best? Yeah. Yes, and I need to be seen. So when when people are overly sensitive, um, they can sometimes feel as if they're not being seen. There's there's a sense of I don't feel you're valuing me. Yeah. I don't feel as if I'm being valued. I don't feel as if I'm being recognized. I don't feel quite frankly, I don't feel like you're kissing my ass enough to my liking. I'm gonna be petty now. <laughs> And like yeah. it, and like it. So and like, like it, and you better like it, yeah. So with the liking of that pettiness, I feel like this is a season where a lot of petty shit easily erupts. And even if like, like I know some of us, depending on what's ever going on with you, you might not personally be experiencing anybody's pettiness, but I'm sure you can see it somewhere. Any credit to the? I really know that y'all can. Like it's everywhere. It is everywhere. I really can. Yes. <laughs> Because people are living from the heart, and some people's living from the heart version is being an asshole. Like, I know I keep saying that, but I want people to realize that when we talk about transits and different things going on and the energy that we're under the influence of, in a, I guess, like, ideal world, we'd only be talking about the positive qualities that are highlighted. But I feel like that's doing you a disservice to only discuss those. Like, I have recently posted about, I don't enjoy people who only like embrace their light and I'm not talking about people who are choosing in the moment okay I'm going to concentrate on the positive to make a better you know situation or whatever that's completely different than (laughs) pretending you don't have flaws or pretending that you're not a human being because I feel like flawed and human being like are kind of in tandem with one another well, we're human beings because we are flawed. And the human experience is about human, experiencing that. Yeah, the human experience is all about embracing the mess, the chaos. And, and you know, I, I was listening to a live video one day, and, and this is very relevant to right now. Somebody, <clears throat> somebody said, you know, we're not light workers, we're shadow workers. Mm-hmm your shadows are what what gets in the way of your light. Your light is always, is always present. Just as your darkness is always present, but it's not our light that needs working through. It is our darkness. It is our shadow. So concentrating on the light and forgoing the darkness is denying a part. It's bypassing. It's spiritually and it's spiritual and emotional bypassing. 
I can't stand that shit. Like, no. And what this points to, if we think about it, is a lot of talk that I see, especially in spiritual circles and in the spiritual community, where I don't really think there's anything wrong with love and light, but for people who are just like denying parts of themselves to work through, it's just like, it's inauthentic. And I hate to say it, but like Leo energy would also have a lot to do with authenticity, no matter what your authentic expression is, like be that a good thing or a bad thing. And can you really, can you really, 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 really live a life where you just constantly ignore parts of yourself? How are you fully self-expressed that way? How are you living to your purpose that way? How are you dealing with things that have happened to you along this life journey that are probably dulling your light even more than you want to, you know, admit. You have to have that honesty with yourself to be willing to like look at you and embrace you. Because like we said in another episode, if I'm like, if the Renaissance mystic called me, it was like, I'm stuck somewhere and she couldn't tell me where the fuck she was. How is she <laughs> going to, how am I going to help her? How do you help yourself if you don't know where you are? I know, that's right. If you're not honest about where you are in this moment, and I know we talk about healing a lot, and I think a lot of people kind of back away from healing, just a word, because they don't think they're broken in some way or anything needs to be healed, when really our habits and things that come up all the time that work against our best self-interest, those are things we need to heal. But I don't think people look at it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're looking at I, it I totally have to agree. I have to agree because, you know, and everything happens in, in a spiral. So to say, like, we're healing, that, you know, it for people who maybe are just starting on their journey, you know, I, I like to speak my truth, but I also have to remember that there are people who know a little bit less than me. And then there are people who might know a little bit more than me. Mm -hmm. So I I try to speak from a a middle ground point. But so when when you're going through something, every your life, your entire life is like a spiral. You start in that center and your issues are small. Right. And then the closer you get to the outer perimeters of the spiral, the bigger the gaps in between the lines and like those are your bigger issues you know what I mean so like even think of it think of it planetary wise like you were just saying yesterday we were talking about mercury and we're saying like well the further away mercury is from the sun like the more difficult it it is for you know communication and such I feel like the outer planets would represent that spiral too yes that's exactly what I was getting at yes because they're further away and they're bigger. They're bigger. They're, I feel as if their archetypal themes are just really freaking big. And, and it's just, it, and it, it's intense. Gen- yeah. They affect whole generations. That's why, like, you can see because of how slow moving outer planets are, there are people, you know, the placements define an entire generation of people. Yes. There are plenty of people with Pluto and Libra. You know what I mean? Like that's a generational thing. But additionally with this spiral, as we're on the outer edges, so to speak, and you're continuing around, if you even get closer to some of the other things, that's where a lot of people are, they, they, they take pause. And this past weekend, you know, we had Jupiter go direct 
Mm-hmm. And then we had Uranus say, bitch, I'm retrograde. <laughs> so, whoa. Uranus, sudden change, innovation, breaking through. It's already in a stubborn sign. And now its expression is pushed inward. And then Jupiter is back to moving its expression of expansion outward again because it's moving forward. So the opportunities that we have, the blessings that can come, the interchange that can suddenly happen for us are all kind of like focused on where the sun is now, touching Venus, covering Venus up, asking us to humble ourselves and really take a new approach to how we value others because, you know, Venus is dealing with our relationship with the other. And then also how we value ourselves because your self-worth is very tied into Venusian energy. And in order to value yourself, you have to be real about who you are, where you are. You know, I don't ever look at it like I'm going to be, you know, this 100% perfect person at some point. You know, like, oh, I'm just... I'm just so, no, I'm, I'm here for the journey and for everything that comes along with that, including unpacking some things that I haven't wanted to deal with before. We all do that to some extent, even those doing the work actively on a lot of different areas of their life. We still all have our shit, which is why I get so mad when people who, I guess, view spiritual people from a certain lens, make it seem like we're supposed to be perfect and our shit isn't supposed to stay. No, we're aware. That's because they have no idea of what being spiritual is. They have no, I, they have lost themselves. Do you know what I mean? They have lost themselves and being spiritual isn't about worshiping stars. And I mean, that, that very well could be a part of it, but like. <laughs> <laughs> to, they, yeah, they make it all up, to that. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're a fortune teller. Like my grandfather says it to me all the time. He's like, what are you a fortune teller? And I'm like. That's a very derogatory term for, for what I do. In fact, that is the, the, it's like, you might as well have just called me a peasant. Like that, like to me, that's how I feel. Like you, like for me, that's so derogatory and he doesn't mean it. He doesn't know any better. They didn't grow up with, you know, people like us around. Yeah. Yeah. Any sort of intuition or psychic gifts were very, um, were really suppressed. Mm. Very much so. And, yes. and discouraged. And, and yes, um, and very yeah. discouraged. Yes, exactly. So, <clears throat> so I feel like this is also, it's also tying into like purpose. And I don't mean like exactly what you came here to do this lifetime because most of us came here just to, just to get the shit that we didn't want to get last time. Mm-hmm. All right. Most of us are here for that. And then a lot of us are here to to raise the vibration of the planet so that we can sustain life here. And and I feel as if everybody is like, oh my God, what what is my soul's purpose? What what kind of business can I operate? Especially people who are very spiritual. What kind of business can I operate? What kind of things can I do? And it's like, man, you gotta you have to live with purpose before you find your purpose. Like you know what I mean? So yes. you have to, so you have to to be very Leo in, in, you know, in essence, like live from your heart, be courageous, be brave. And then, and then also be soft enough to allow, uh, unexpected change and, and things like that to occur. Yeah. And that's 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 hard for me. Yeah. And that's hard for me. And Uranus 
just it hits my son. Like it's like, all, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of those scenes are tor or Torian. It is. <laughs> like it it hits my 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 essence, like what I came here for, like what it what 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 kind of experience I came here to have. So yes, my experience has the potential to be very beautiful and creative and artistic and but not in the old way. Things are changing. Things are definitely things, changing. Things are changing. And and when I was going through uh, when I was going through my priestess initiations and my my I didn't know really until later on after I had finished that my 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 temple holder was a Taurus too. And I finally under like I understood her energy was very soft very feminine she had passion there she had some fire there but she she just had herself so self-contained and she was just so you could tell she paused for a long time before she said things and like she was just so purposeful in the way that she spoke and for me that like for me that's gold like I, I don't want knee-jerk reactions and I have to respond immediately to things and you know that's how you say stupid shit that you can't take back you know yeah. But I, I realized like she was just so, all she was about was bringing beauty back into the world. How can we, how can we bring back, you know, a safe space for the divine feminine and how can we bring beauty to this world and how, how can we treat ourselves and our connection to source with, with honor and, and, and integrity and how can we treat each other with honor and integrity and, all of those themes, like, they're always present. You always have a choice to use your integrity. You always have a choice to do something beautiful. And yes, sometimes messy is beautiful. I'm not denying that. There is a certain odd perfection in the chaos, right? There's an, right. Odd, odd, <laughs> there's an odd alluring energy for the unknown. And, and I appreciate that, too. Um... But yeah, we are definitely being being asked to how can we bring more beauty into this world? What you do you can, consider to be beautiful? Yes, and you can accept <clears throat> some of the un unknown at a very steep price too. Because if you think of Uranus and then think of Taurus, uh, we can break it down to just like astrological signs. Okay, Taurus, and then Uranus rules Aquarius. So if you think about these two signs, they square each other. So the relationship that that planet is having to a sign in, you know, that it has natural squaring energy to, I guess I could say. Yeah. Like this is when things are squared up, they are ready to go. There could be a fight or a battle or a struggle that takes place. And with this expression of Uranus moving inward, and then the values of Venus there, because it's in Taurus, and then the fact that Venus is combust the sun, and, and therefore being asked to like humble itself, that message that we clearly get is, in order for you to comfortably, or more comfortably, I should say, because change doesn't always come comfortably, but in order for you to fully embrace what is available to you, the blessings that are available to you now that Jupiter is moving forward, the things that you can have, they're all based on your willingness to kind of humble yourself and be open to those interchanges that are going to really come and kind of unseat you and cause you to make a sacrifice. 
So we were saying, when I let the Renaissance Mystic know, I wanted to like kind of talk about having to make sacrifices in order to really humble yourself. What are the challenges that people are facing there? Like, how can you actually do that? It's easier said than done, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Oops, did I lose her? Just a second, guys. Um, so, yeah, are we, what, how do you do that? Like, we say a lot of stuff, but, I mean, how do you- I know, we, we, talk, we talk a big talk, but walking the walk is a very, is a, it's a different entity all in of itself. So I, I feel as if, you know, Uranus, like you said, the Aquarian energy, you know, and the essence that Uranus brings to, you know, the Taurian Venusian energy, they, they are very opposite, you know, they do square because Aquarius is innovative and detached and aloof and Venus is like, no, I'm, I'm latching on to this because I want it. I want it. I want, I want to allow it within my, within my body, within my or I want to possess it a little bit. And I want to possess yeah. it. Yes, yes. So those are polarizing energies. So I feel as if Uranus is going to make people very well aware of their inner martyr. Okay? Because if you're going, you know, martyrdom is usually a, a holy sacrifice for the greater good. It's, it's not, you know, you gave someone your last bag of Doritos or, or something and now you want to have a problem about it like it's not that's not <laughs> that's not martyrdom or it's not because you know somebody else didn't do um didn't put gas in the car and now you have to go fill up the car before you want to use it like that those are not that's not martyrdom so you're going to have to get real clear on is this a personal problem or is this like would this be offensive to anybody? Is this something? Am I really sacrificing something? Am I sacrificing my integrity? Am I sacrificing what I believe to be best for everybody? So everybody's going to have to get really fucking clear on where they create their problems. And, and that's how you get down to working on them. You have to identify the bigger shit from the smaller shit. Yeah. And the smaller shit the smaller stuff is is usually always self-created. It's always, well, everything is your creation, but it's always self-created because it's like, oh, I don't like the way this person says this one thing. I can't have conversations with them. This pisses me off. It, it, it's a sacrifice to be around this person. And you might, it, it could be at work. Mm -hmm. You might not like the way somebody talks to you. You might have a project to do. At work, there might be a group, you know, some sort of group involvement thing. And just because you don't like the way somebody act doesn't mean that you take away from the whole do you know yeah. what i mean yeah and everybody is going to have to get used to that on, on a macro level and a micro level so in in your outer world how how are you going to reel it the fuck in and be like okay am, am i truly sacrificing or am or is this or am i triggered do you know what i mean like don't don't you can't hold yourself above everybody else and go, oh, because I, I I took this step, I made this thing, I took this course of action that you know you all took away from me, and I'm just I'm just shouldering most of the burden. Like you can't, you have to know when to hold that energy and when not to. And even people who who uh, martyrs were saints most of the time, mm -hmm. they they weren't thinking about themselves. So just remember that.
And also, yeah, I think people should remember the greater essence of Leo being a leader or king. Yeah. Like, you could be a terrible leader and then you're not embodying this this energy. Right. Eating cake and you're having a a ball, so to speak. Right. You don't care about your subjects (laughs) or your kingdom. Like, I don't really think... That's how you lose your head. Yeah. You're not thinking about um, what you may have to sacrifice for the greater good of everybody else. And also... Also, oh my God, what do you have to sacrifice about your current behavior in order to move forward into something bigger? That's Those right. The pieces she just talked about that are the smaller pieces to greater pieces to bigger problems to bigger obstacles that you find in your own life that you're creating for yourself simply because you're unwilling to deal with the smaller bits. Those yeah. little shadow pockets. Those little and, and, that and, draw attention to right? <laughs> yeah, and I know, at least for me, one of the issues that I, you know, one of the things, like, I have to sacrifice um, not valuing myself the way that I should. And that that is a collective issue. All of us, some of us may, you know, appear to love ourselves a little bit more. Some may appear to love themselves less. But in one way or another, self-worth is always uh, a theme. It's always, um, it's always present. So for me, I know that I have to work on, you know, like, stop caring about what other people think about you. It's like, stop playing small. Like, you're playing small. And, and I hate that I do that, but, you know, we create our own um, brick walls of vulnerability that, right. that, that, that don't allow us to see that we're not being vulnerable. Like we really think that we're being vulnerable and we really think that we're putting ourselves out there and, but it's not reciprocated. That means that you're not being as vulnerable as you could be. That, that, that's, it's just that simple. You're not being as vulnerable as you could be, or you're not being vulnerable in the right place. But For me, that's a common theme, and that's a theme for everybody, especially people in the spiritual community who are really trying to get their messages out there, who are really trying to, you know, serve the collective. And and this, we are one every in every which way we are one, you know. So it's it's so funny. We really have a lot. What what can we get rid of that's going to make our lives better? What can we get? get rid of that's going to serve everybody equally like how how can we be the gracious regal you know um ruler of our own destiny and and how can that benefit other people and ourselves yeah and that that's a difficult question to ask because if the answers were that easy we'd all be doing it you know and it's very personal it's very personal and at the same time it's very collective so you, oh yeah, definitely. You honoring yourself and seeing yourself as as a grand creator being, a, a god, so to speak. Then, then you begin to honor the gods and other people. And there are gods that govern many different walks of life. You have, you know, the underworld gods. You have, you know, the the middle world gods. You have the the more celestial, heavenly gods. You know, we right. have we. <laughs> we're multifaceted so we just need to love each other for the people who do stupid shit and we don't like it you still have to love them they have a place there's you know, a everything reflection has, yes yeah. and there's a reflection so it really like stop thinking about yourself like don't be arrogant stop being arrogant now is your time to be noble 
a lion is noble, okay? A lion is not petty, arrogant. Um, I mean, it can be arrogant when, when pushed, you know, but that's not its essence. Its essence is to just rule with integrity and nobility and to be, and to just be a, a, a really responsible, enthusiastic, courageous figurehead. Yeah. To stand so, out for the good reasons and, yeah. and, and not and the you're... crazy ones. Yeah. And how are you doing that? How, how are you doing that? If you really had to have, a, a, even myself included, if you had to have a really big conversation with yourself, right? Uh, and you wrote down, well, how am I noble? How am I courageous? Maybe you should start asking yourself those questions. How am I noble? How am I acting in integrity? If I was king or queen, would I be doing it the right way? Would my subjects love me? Would I love me? Would I like the way that I ran my country? And if not, then Uranus is really coming for you. It's Ew, really, really coming for, for internal you. pushing out of one's comfort zone, especially Absolutely. because this is another way to think of things too when you're just breaking down the themes especially in an astrological sense so if venus is being basically outshined by the sun is invisible because of this venus rules seventh house issues so when i talk about any house i talk about its opposite house because and and so in in essence we're talking about the opposite signs with venus um you know scorpio and also aries which are both ancient ruler ruled by Mars like you know what I mean well it's the current ruler for Aries but what I mean is the axis of the first house and the seventh house is self versus others any sort of poles any sort of oppositions happening really want you to strike a balance because the danger with oppositions is living at extremes and we say this all the time so if you're only concerned about you and are not willing to look at how you affect others you're living at an extreme yeah. and you're not going to really allow yourself the to anchor in any sort of balance yeah there, and there's no growth there because it's all about you we learn hard lessons when we fail to see what is presented to us you know this is a time to humble yourself so you can listen you can know unequivocally without a shadow of a doubt how fantastic you are i'll never ever discourage somebody from owning their own fantabulousness okay mm. but you know there's a difference between a person who owns their fantabulousness and positively influences those that they're around and it just mm -hmm. has like a spirit of them a, a, a camaraderie a sisterhood a brotherhood yes has people that can come in and recognize its beauty its shining without feeling intimidated without feeling belittled without feeling trapped trampled upon or run over and if in your life if you look at your relationships with other people have even illusion theme one-on-one -on -one relationships look at these things these are romantic partnerships these are friendships these are business partnerships anything one to one okay you're really getting a spotlight a, a time frame to be like oh my god okay so if these are how my relationships are going what does it say about me the mirror shines back at you yeah stop looking at you and look at how others take you how others are feeling about you the results that you're getting with others now that's not to say that sometimes <clears throat> 
the responses that we get from other people are oftentimes projections. So you have to be discerning what's mine and what is someone else's. But then also you have to realize that there's still even a lesson there in the product in the projection. Because let's oh, give you an example. Like, okay, let's say you realize, oh my gosh, every time I relate to a certain person, they're pulling me down, they're blaming, they're making themselves be a victim of me. They're not taking any responsibility for any of their parts in our partnership. Because a partnership isn't about one person. So when I'm saying look at your partnerships, I'm not saying just look at your behavior. The behavior of the other person should clue you into the things that it's mirroring back to you. So sometimes there are people who are not willing to look at the toxicity of another person or the denial of another person or the refusal to heal of another person because they feel a certain way about them. So you keep treating somebody who's like kicking you in the face. There's instances that people have of this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, like they don't have some work to do. The realization that they have work to do and some of that is projection upon you, what they have to work on can save you a headache. Then you can stop beating yourself up when a person responds a certain way to you. It like, it works in so many different ways. You're looking for how your partnerships are really going at the heart of them. And if you think about it, the opposite of Taurus is Scorpio energy and yes. to find some balance there in this Venusian essence that we have to deal with with humbling ourselves what is really at the core of your situations that's what Scorpio wants to know it, it has no time for the superficialities it wants to dive deep down in there and 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 think of it this way like Scorpios are known for being you know clingy and possessive over people and sometimes they're very um, standoffish it really depends Right. Because Scorpio, my bet, a lot of my best friends have, have, you know, Scorpio and a lot of Scorpio energy or are Scorpios. And at first they're like, who the fuck are you? But then once they love you, it's like, you're mine. Like you're my friend. Like we do things together. Like you're mine, you're mine. So <laughs> it, it is a very loving energy, but it can sometimes be a little bit like- It's intense as fuck. Yeah, it, it's very fucking intense. And I, I think I honor the fuck out of Scorpio energy because it's dramatic and macabre and dark. And like, it's just, Oh, there's something so gorgeous about it. While, you know, of course, Taurus is, you know, light and and <laughs> beautiful music and beautiful people and beautiful scents and beautiful food and, and everything has to be beautiful. And, they, you know, they, they, they have a desire to possess things more so than, than people. But Taurians can, you know, possess in, possession energy can overflow into all areas of your life. But because the second house rules Taurus, it, it's, it, it focuses on the material. So finances and belongings and, you know, creature comforts, you know what I mean? Things that, things that are a direct reflection of how you feel, what you think you are. So the energies are so different, but so beautiful and they can work really well together. And they're really literally can. the same energy at different poles. That's why. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then you know, I I have I have a lot of that in you know within contained within me. I have a lot, uh, you know, pretty intense Scorpio energy in my chart. And then I also have 
you know, I only have one placement in Taurus, you know, as far as like my planets go, you know, fixed, fixed stars and asteroids and stuff, you know, we're not talking about that, but like, I, I don't have that much Taurus in my chart at all. So my sun is really fucking strong. Like yeah. it's just really strong. And then, you know, I have a Libra rising and an Aries moon and Aries Mercury. So there's that pole. Do you know what I mean? Like I have, I have both, <laughs> both, both uh, expressions of Venus in my chart. Me too. I'm Venus, yes. Taurus, Libra rising. What this is why I encourage people to kind of like know their charts, even if you're just starting. I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that you could be looking at that would really give you a clue. Like for instance, Libra risings right now. Your ruling or Taurus, Libra and Taurus risings. Your ruling planet is being overshadowed by the sun. Your ruling planet is having to humble itself so you're that's your ascendant okay basically how you put yourself out to the world really really strong like essence there and then if you think about it and you have the other signs that could be on the ascendant that would work with venusian energy in any way so like the opposites scorpio mm-hmm. like we just said um aries like we just said you know and then to even look at it from an aspect of, okay, well, you keep saying I have to humble myself. And if you're feeling like there's no area in your life where you have to do that, well, here's the rub. It's not up for me to tell you and you just believe it. You're going to be shown that. And I feel like that's coming swift and suddenly, you know, with Uranus going retrograde. But then, because Jupiter has had its time to give us all reflective, um, energy in its own sign in Sagittarius just like oh which really wants to see the bigger picture and do the big things a lot of us have already experienced a lot of inner shine on some things now everything is moving forward as far as how we can grow and build don't you want that experience to be more positive than negative just be open for these changes even if some of this isn't like sticking for you or making you feel like you know I have work to do in certain areas it's going to come up yeah and and uh, honestly i can i can speak from experience so for me i am like okay what needs to get done you know why i'm like that okay other people you know it doesn't i'm just built that way i'm built to be like what what do i have to do and for me my work is very internal i am not at all a physical person so i'm like yeah let's get up and run three miles and go hiking and and you know all this other stuff like i'm like what do I have to work on within myself? Like, what do I have to address, assess, uh, and and <laughs> and transmute? Like, what is it? And then I have this. Uh, then I have this other portion that's just like. Mm-mm. <laughs> I hear you. Mm-mm. So it's it, what's being reflected in in my life is there are other people who go, great, I have stuff to work on. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, yay me. Very melodramatic. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what awaits me. Like, uh, this is going to be fucking terrible. You know, so we, we have, <laughs> I have that energy directly reflecting me right now. So I want to work my stuff out. I want to know what's wrong. And then there are other people in my realm who are like, don't fucking tell me what's wrong. 
I don't want to know. Great. One more thing to think about and, and you know. Yeah, so, there's that energy too. To yeah, you're really, you're really gonna, you're really going to have to dissect. You're really gonna have to dissect and pick apart. Is this necessary for me to have this reaction over? Like, is is my reaction proportionate to the problem? Like, that is a really good question to ask yourself. Is my reaction proportionate to the problem? And instead of focusing on the problem, you need to come up with creative solutions. This is this is how we get shit done. We don't get shit done by going, great, I have something else to think about. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I feel that way sometimes. I'm not saying I don't. Yeah. But, per, but perpetuating that energy doesn't get me anywhere. Not at all. Because not at all. That's making yourself a victim because what you're saying is anything that's going on right now in the world is all about you. Yes. And you're saying all these other people who are going through the same things that, as me that just maybe look different. I'm saying, fuck you. You don't matter. It's me who matters. Yeah. You don't understand my pain. Um, the thing everybody has to realize is that every single person, whether they make it known or not, is struggling with some sort of pain. So when you look at somebody else and you say, my pain is more important than yours, that is the root of all narcissism. So you really have to check yourself. Are you narcissistic or are you humanitarian? Which one do you want to be? A lot of people don't even think that they're being all about themselves because no idea it's like if i've been doing this for so long you know when Mm -hmm. you when you have a pattern of something that just feels natural to you and be it natural because your traumas made you that way maybe your natural energetic expression is to be very self-absorbed and you know not really see the value of other people's struggles around you like Mm kind of like running roughshod over everybody else's experience while you're- and how they and also how they can relate to you and help you because sometimes when you know when we isolate ourselves uh and, and we use that isolation and shroud it with narcissism we prevent people from being able to understand us because we refuse to understand ourselves so you could be very well people don't understand me everyone always has a problem with me Think of uh, looking in a mirror. You're talking to yourself. I push everyone away. Nobody wants to deal with me. I don't want to deal with me. You know? You are reflecting that out to everybody else and giving Mm -hmm. them exactly how to treat you based on how you are even treating yourself. We don't even realize a lot of times that we're being dicks. (laughs) Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like, okay. To, to, To just put it from the standpoint of us talking about how people will go oh, well, like, you're all spiritual, so you shouldn't have any problems. And it's like, bruh, bruh. It'll work like that. When when have I ever said out of my face that becoming a spiritual person, awakening to my spiritual essence was without any fucking problems or automatically erased anything that I do or go through that is, like, hard? Yeah. No, it's just a system to kind of help you navigate it better. It's not really our jobs sometimes, even though, you know, we kind of think it is to just go, oh, you know, (laughs) this is this is fucked up because those people do this, that and the other thing. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion about the things you see in the world. But a lot of things that you see in the world that you have a certain response. They're a reflection of you. It it is your perception. 
the thing about being a spiritual person is that you have to understand that your perception is solely yours. Like you cannot go, this is how I see the world. So everyone else needs to see it that way. That in and of itself is very narcissistic too, because now you're saying, share in my pain, share in my misery, because this is how I feel. So all of you should feel that way too. That's not okay either. No. And, and you may not think that you do that, but you do. When you say it's not right, people think that opposition isn't love. And, and, and I'm coming to that conclusion on my own. You being opposed and put in a position to stand in your light and, and even more anchor into who the fuck you are and what you stand for, honestly, that's not, that, that's not bad. It's not bad. So when you're faced with the darkest of the dark and the lightest of the light, you get to choose where you stand. Mm -hmm. But you have to know where you're standing in order for you to know what direction to move in. Yeah, don't know where you are, can't know where you're going. And you just said it before. That was kind of like a brick joke, but it wasn't a joke. It was just, <laughs> it, was just it was truth. We circled back to it. So um, you are responsible for your perception. And I was reading this thing not too long ago. It was, it was very Gnostic in, in essence um, and very esoteric. So... It was essentially saying, you know, everything is you. Like, yeah. And and in order to be a a in order to break out of certain patternings or you know certain levels of density, the things that are most important are like being charitable and you know like not necessarily sacrificing but it was sort of a theme like sacrifice was a word it's like being charitable and giving back to people and and you know focusing on yourself like quieting your mind and really listening to your own inner guidance and sometimes our inner guidance brings us to situations that don't feel good that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to yourself so yeah. in order for you it, yeah in order for you to be a a, a good person you you have to give to other people without without reservation or without expectation score. You know, expectation yeah. yeah no keeping score like that that's not okay we, we we don't need to do that here and that's dif that's difficult because i do that i have traces of doing that i have to be honest i have to be honest about the kind of person that i am yeah and, and and that is being vulnerable when you can look at your darkness and go I see you, bitch. Yes, yes. I see you, and and like you love it though. You're like, come on, let's let's have a drink together. You know, let's let's have a smoke together. Let's have some tea about it. Like, <laughs> what? Where did you come from? You know, like where did where did you come from? And it, you'll notice that all of your issues, while many of them are obviously past life related, um. I think there are many that come just from this lifetime. So it's what you noticed around you, whether that was overt or very subtly from your childhood. Maybe somebody that you know was just very naturally manipulative and you didn't know that that was manipulation. Right. But you embody that energy and thus you became naturally manipulative. Yeah, so you're not, see that's, that's the thing and I keep telling people. The problem with recognizing some of your behavior comes from the standpoint that people think they have to 
purposely be looking to do someone harm or ill in order to have hurt them, to have acted in ways that were manipulative. To you, listen. If you're and you know what? Guess what? That, you get it. You what's am- it. Yep. And what's amazing is that everyone who boils it down to those uh, scenarios, they're just speaking from their perspective. Yeah. That is literally where their mind is geared towards. So that means that is exactly what they do, even when they don't want to do it or they don't mean to do it. You know, I always say good intentions. For me, that's a that that is a paradoxical statement. Yeah, good intentions, that bad intentions. It doesn't count for shit when you have a subconscious that's trying to sabotage you. And Whether, you don't and, even see it. And you don't even see it coming, right? So, uh, you know, the subconscious also gets a bad fucking rap because everybody thinks that only the darkness exists in in the subconscious. I don't necessarily believe that because when your subconscious is pushing something dense up into your consciousness, it's like, it's like here, deal with this so we can move on to the next thing. Like here, deal with this. Like it's actually fucking helping you. It's actually helping you. They don't understand something very simple. And I, I've said this before, I swear to God. Do you know how you put things into existence? You keep saying everything is fucking sex. It's when your subconscious will and your, I'm, I'm sorry, your, your conscious will and your subconscious are in alignment. It's yes. when the thrusting forth energy and the receptive energy, which is your unconscious, are yes. in agreement. The subconscious is very masculine. That's why it's so violent. It's so no, no, violent. No. It's the opposite. The subconscious, yes, the subconscious mind is receptive. That's why you can subconsciously mm. like okay, it's it's absorbing. So you have to think. Oh, of okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The subconscious is the female energy. The receptive. Yes, because it does. Your your conscious self penetrates, and and your subconscious receives. That's true. So That's what true. you get is, I, I'm sorry, people. Nobody likes to hear this. They, nobody does. I saw so many people flip out when I was taking this course. That was about magic, honestly, um, because they didn't like this concept that what you get is a result of your subconscious mind and your co- conscious mind working together. They're in agreement because what happens when we are are penetrated and fertilized a baby, something is born, born of those two essences. Those yes. essences that had to be in agreement enough to come together and create something. Yes. So, yes. If you are getting certain things happening, something that can help you is to realize what are those subconscious patterns that are absorbing this shit? And then what am I projecting? Who am I being? Yep. Listen. Yep. That, again, I think points to that axis of looking at the other um, as well as looking at yourself because both both are involved in whatever you experience. They just- it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be in your realm if it's not yours, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it wouldn't even teeter on, your, on the precipice of your realm if it wasn't yours. So I get a feeling for a lot of things that are oncoming. I'm like, oh my God, change is just around the corner. I have been feeling Uranus for probably a few months now. Like just that impending, that final 
drop of the drop of the pin. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. that that final blow to be like, all right, now you got to start changing shit. Like I had literally, if, if you could, if, if you could imagine it, imagine just Uranus spinning on its side around the corner of your living room. Like just right, just right there, just right there. Like you know, you know, you got to change things, right? Like you know, you know, shit's changing, right? You know, you know it's coming, right? Like you know, come on, you know, you know I'm coming. I'm making my way to you, and and it might not feel nice, but the rewards and the benefits of literally working your shadows, work your fucking shadows. You are an amazing person, and you are loving and kind, and you don't have to keep telling yourself that you're those things. What you're not telling yourself is that you manipulate. You jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. You know you're very selfish. Yep. You're one-sided. You think that your pain matters more than other people. That's what you're not fucking saying. That means that's what you're not accepting. Therefore, you're creating more of it. So you need to say, "I am an asshole." Like, wow. Yeah, if you're in resistance to anything, you're giving it power. I don't care. You're giving what- it power. Yep. And you're giving it subconscious power at that, and conscious power. People because you're you're adamant, it. yep, and you're adamantly saying, "I don't do negativity." You don't have to say you don't do something if you don't do it, and that sucks. It just doesn't because, exist. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't exist. And that sucks because, like, I still say that. I'm like, I don't do that though. I didn't say that though, and it's like, damn, where is the line between what this person wants me to be doing? And what I'm actually doing, like, am I actually doing those things? I'm defending myself. Do I really have to defend myself? Am I, am I truly not those things? Is that the protect? You know, is that the projection of the other person? Is someone else just telling me what what you know what they're doing to me, but using me as a way to to express it? Like, it That's, really, yeah. it really That's sucks. But that doesn't. That doesn't mean that you don't have traces of it. Maybe you didn't do it in the moment. I think that's where we get it twisted. When yes. someone pre- when someone presents us with ourselves, we think it's circumstantial, or that it's about who we are now. Because this could be something yes. that you used to do. I yep. constantly see myself how I used to be in other people. I don't even yep. I don't even deal with this behavior or energy anymore. But that doesn't mean that I don't recognize it. Because think of the word recognize. If we've never seen each other before and we walk down the street, how can you recognize me if I'm not like something you're familiar with? Yeah, absolutely. You're picking up and I'm like, oh, and I see it in a moment and then realize it's not a judgment against me who I am now. It's an acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement that, oh, I understand this energy because I was there. That might allow me to actually be a little bit more helpful or deal with the situation a little bit better because I've been there, you know, of course, rather than just like treat the person like, oh, what the fuck? That's humbling yourself a little bit, too, to be like, wait, you know what? I've been there. I get why (laughs) this is difficult. I I, I get it, because I wasn't trying to hear that shit either. And and yeah. Oh, man. I I do, too. I see. I was very... I was very arrogant about my my gifts, my abilities, and, and I was. And sometimes I still can be. I'm not saying that I don't do these things, but the point is, is that you should just know that you do it. And as you continue to work on those things, you lessen, you, you know, you lessen the the wound that created, you know, uh, 
your your <laughs> ridiculous expression of self. Right. Why do I have to be big and showy? And why do I have to why do I have to make myself bigger than other people in order to feel good? Like, why do I have to be better than other people in order to feel good? And you re we really have to ask ourselves that question. Why are we doing these things to make other people feel small? That's because we feel small and that we're trying to, to drag them down. We're trying to shrink them to the level that we're at. Yeah, and you could be using your own energy wrong. Like, this is why I'm a proponent for learning your chart. I very well have the potential and have been and sometimes can still act in the energy of my Uranus square Mars. I have a need to be different that is very, very strong. And I will fight for that need to be different and innovate. I don't like being like other people. And mm -hmm. while there's a good, like, uh, aspect of that. Yeah, like, there's the there's the Aquarian contrarian sort of vibration there where it's like, I have to oppose you for the sake of not being like you. That, yes, that can get very dangerous. But for me, it's it's because of how my Mars is set up. Like, so then I look further at my chart and go like, my Mars is conjunct my North Node and my Jupiter. So it's like, there's an expansion of that. Like if I ever get riled up and feel like somebody is trying to rule me or um, make me be like everybody else or say I think something I don't think, listen. And then all of that's trying my moon, bitch, listen. It can be dangerous, but I have to be honest enough with myself where I go, you really can pop off on people. Like, mm -hmm. you really can pop the fuck off on people. Being consciously aware of this energy that comes natural to me, I don't use my Uranus square Mars and go, that's an excuse. That's, that's just, that's the excuse why I have to be so different. <laughs> and I have to, like, put, no, it's not. No, it's not an excuse. It's, it's an energetic potentially you know what i mean it's like an energetic um uh what's the word i want to use? i say it's a reason now look it, it a, is there's differences between excuses and reasons i don't want to be excused for any negative behavior that would come because of that placement but mm -hmm. if, it, if it happens it's because i allow that to run wild that's different you have to take personal responsibility for the energy that you bring. I think a lot of people get shit fucked up. They're like, oh, I have my birth chart done and, you know, I, I have moon square Mars. So no wonder I pop off the way that I do. And I mean, yeah, yeah. We can this is why they make memes about like, it yeah. doesn't matter that you're a fucking Scorpio Karen, you're a fucking bitch. Like this yes. is why people make memes like that. And it is, while it's funny to us, at the same time, it can be a bit derogatory because you're you're completely invalidating a, a, a spiritual science because people don't want to learn more. Or they want to make excuses rather than be educated. Right. And you, you're responsible for your energy. I don't give a shit what that energy is. You are responsible for how you decide to use it. So there, there is no excusing your energy. So like, you know, that's how I look at it. Like, I'm not gonna make an excuse for somebody based on their birth chart. I can look at it and kind of see, oh, okay. Well, I get why you're predisposed to this energy, but if you are brazen and offend people, what the fuck are you gonna say when people are like, hey, you're brazen and offensive? You're just gonna be like, well, that's my birth chart. I can't help it. I don't know what to tell you. No, you are still responsible for dealing with that energy and the way that it impacts mm -hmm. others. So again, us looking at everything going on with 
making the sacrifice to maybe reel back a little bit, making the sacrifice to, to consider others, making the sacrifice to realize that as important as you are, other people are just as important. In every moment, all of us is living our experience. So if you're so caught up in yourself and what's going on with you, that you don't clearly see that other people are dealing with their own shit and navigating life from their own perspective that has nothing to do with how you think about things. It will change your life to realize you can meet people on their perspectives to understand them and that their perspectives do not have to be like yours. And that's how you can relate to each other better and know when to like be extra loving or when you have to pull stuff back with certain people depending on how they take things. It, it's really... This is really a good time to figure that out. You can repair so much. You can repair so fucking much just by being aware, just by paying attention to what how a person talks and what they're saying tells you about how they experience the world and not assuming that that experience is the same as yours because it just ain't. And sometimes it's what they're not saying that you need to listen to. Too. Too. So like, it's just, there's, there's such, there's a level of perception and a level of, of observation that we have to develop consciously so that not everything is so fucking subconscious. And, you know, me naturally, for me, like body language is important. So like, if you say something to me, but you don't look me directly in my eyes or the look in your eyes is, is not proportional to the words that came out of your mouth, or there's just something that's off about your delivery. Mm -hmm. I've already gone in 10 circles in my mind as to why that is. Right. Like sometimes I'm so dialed into other people that I got, I got to like pull it back because I'm just going to keep finding issues. Well, yeah. Like I'm just, I'm going to keep seeing, I'm going to keep finding shit. So it, but, but the potential to do both is amazing. So if, if all you're doing is focusing on your problem, you're not even focusing on what's good about you. So anything that you do say that is good about you is coming from your ego and not your good one. Mm. So you are literally talking yourself up to nobody because you yourself don't believe it. So it doesn't matter what you tell other people. If no. you don't believe it, it doesn't matter. Yep. And you, we can, a lot of times people can feel if you believe that. That's the difference yep. between when somebody walks into the room and asserts themselves. And you can assert yourself without even saying anything. You that is that. You can be present in your yes. energy. If you can't do that, I'm, you're not believable. What do you, have you ever heard, and I know like um, people that may have been chorus nerds like me. <laughs> or anything with plays and stuff. When people have stage presence, that is something that I, I don't know how to explain it other than they command your attention and it doesn't matter what they're doing. They show They can up. literally be saying nothing and you're yes. just like, who is that? Captivated. And then these people, mm -hmm. usually people who are on stage are either acting or singing. So then when they actually do something too, and that's glorious... What's matching is their ability with their belief in their ability. Mm -hmm. Stuff all day and talk or, and, and not execute it. And, you know, on the other end of things, you can talk shit all day about what you can do and you don't even believe you can do it. Mm -hmm. What are we doing there? <laughs> what are we doing? A whole there? lot of, a whole lot of nothing. That's yep. what that is. A whole lot of nothing. So see, we're zero. really, yeah. So we're really being called to reevaluate ourselves. 
and and what sacrifices good and or you know maybe perceived bad can we make in order to get to the place that we want to get to in order to aid humanity aid ourselves to be a support for others to be a safe space for others that is you are one so if you want somebody to make to make a safe space for you you have to be willing to give that back you cannot yeah. be expecting and not and not willing to give so my goal my goal is to be so completely anchored into my own energy that no matter who walks in front of me no matter what problems they bring i never stop being myself and i never respond to their energy out of fear i don't have to i don't have to you know uh I'm a Taurus, so I don't have to show you my horns for you to know that I can, I can disembowel you. Like I can, I can, I can. You, you know, you you wave that flag a little too much, and and I'm I'm coming for you. Like I'm coming. You, now you now you pushed it. Yeah. So without me needing to respond to people out of fear that they might cross a boundary, that they might hurt me, if I can just literally create a safe, receptive place for somebody to sit down. And, and put their burdens down and not judge them. That is the kind of space I wish to create. You will leave from my presence forever changed. And that's my goal. So what are your goals, everybody listening? Get in tune to what they are. If you're having trouble figuring out what area of life you can humble yourself in, there's a couple things you could do. You can holler at us for a reading and we can take a look at your chart, tell you where this energy is transiting, what aspects it's making to other planets within your chart so that you can have a better understanding of what this is bringing for you. And also, a lot of the work is on you too. I feel like sometimes with readings, even though it's telling what's going on or whatever, what it sparks in people is some awareness. Yes. It, you know, it can unlock some of that. But for those of us who have already felt where we need to be making these changes and making these sacrifices and looking at how our parts in relationships have, you know, caused them to go the way that they have as well as the parts of other people. And then continuing from there, how do we wish to perceive our value? Do we wish to continue a destructive path or do we wish to forge on and not only create great relationships with other people, but those other relationships with other people will be a reflection of our relationship to ourselves. So where can you do that? That's the question everybody should be asking themselves, whether you know your chart or not, like there's some themes of this popping up for everybody. So I hope everybody can like gain some sense of, um, yeah, I'm willing to be honest and look into the darkness. Yeah, vulnerable. Yes, definitely. And uh, the depth, the depth you need to do that. You gotta be willing to open up. You're going to be pushed out of your comfort zone. Surface bullshit, yeah. Is is retrograde? Oh, hunty. Mm. Surface bullshit is going to give you a surface life. You're also in... Okay, I call it the like the casket of your own making (laughs) (laughs) like you have literally set it up for yourself placed yourself in it dressed yourself up and closed it and started burying yourself even though that's impossible but what i mean by that is the vitality that you should be feeling especially during leo season where the sun is home and it loves being here and it's like hey i represent your vitality and all that is possible dude 
you are not doing yourself any favors if you're just burying yourself in the ground. And when I say you're burying yourself in the ground, those parts of you that you're not willing to deal with, if you're hiding anything from yourself, you might as well be burying your whole self because you're not dealing with you in totality. We have to be honestness. I'm honestness. Did you nah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we have to be honestness, y'all. But um, we have to be honest enough where, you know, that totality doesn't bring us a sense of feeling exposed. That speaks to the vulnerability she was just talking about. Because that's why people are scared to be vulnerable because they'll feel exposed or they feel like somebody will expose them with this information or, you know, I feel naked, basically. You shouldn't know this. Well, shit, if you're not being vulnerable with your fucking self, that means you can't even stand the sight of yourself, quote, unquote. Yes, yes. So That's heavy. That is heavy and oh, so true. Burn yourself in that box then and who wants to do that? I'm trying, I'm out here trying to live. I I know you are too. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Let's do it, people. And I thank her for being one. I love when she's one. We talk about stuff. I love being here. (laughs) Tell us again how to contact you if they would like to do so. Okay. So you can find me on Facebook. Um, You can search for the Renaissance Mystic. You can also find me on Instagram at the underscore Renaissance underscore Mystic. And, um, if there's any other way that you could, you know, reach out to me, you can also email me or something and, you know, whatever you have in mind, we can figure it out. I can try to help the best way you can. And that's the Renaissance mystic at gmail.com. Yeah. There's that. So we hope that you guys are really taking what we said into consideration, but enjoy the rest of Leo season. We'll be going into Virgo season soon. It'll be the end of summer there's going to be a whole other set of energy to deal with. And we'll talk about that when we get there. (laughs) So thank everybody for listening. Peace.